Welcome to the Kitchen Island Podcast. Tommy, just you and I tonight, buddy. Just Hello. <laughs> the originals of the Kitchen Island Podcast. Coming to you on, yes, another Wednesday. Kippers, my friends, my friends, schedule has been crazy. So now we've been just trying to pod record when we can. So thank you for joining us this evening. Tommy, we have a lot to cover, a lot of cover, a lot of uh, side chatter we're probably going to have. But um, yeah, let, let's look at some EPL uh, battles at the top, battles at the bottom. Harry Kane's a good footballer for a game. And, um, you know, maybe talk a bit of a uh, little Champions League as well. But um, Tommy, I'll let you, what do you want to start with, brother? Um, let's start with the title battle because a few weeks ago we said that the t- we kept saying that uh, and we were told and we we believed it that uh, the Premier League title race is over. Um, suddenly it's definitely back on. Um, now the gap is um, three points between Man City, uh, Man City and Liverpool. Both teams have played the same number of games. Uh, Liverpool have been absolutely on fire. Man City have dropped points a few t- times here and there. And suddenly it's back on. Tommy. Like Pep says, Man City are underdogs. So it's an absolute miracle that they are on the top and they're hanging by a thread for that top position. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lie. You know what, Tommy? Um, let, let's, we don't have to talk facts right now, but just feeling. Because I honestly, I, you know what? I honestly thought the title race was over two weeks, two weeks ago. You know what I mean? Like uh, two, three weeks ago, for sure. I uh, thought the title race was over. Um, but it, Liverpool has been trucking along, grinding out these victories. I'm like, who would have thought, for, for real? Like, speaking honestly, I wouldn't have thought we would have come away with all the points we came away with while we did not have Keita, Salah, and, um, and Mane. Yes, and I didn't think City would drop as many points as they have. Correct. Correct. So I think it's a combination of that, those two things. I mean, I was hoping we'd be able to get a little bit closer. And, I'm, you know, if I was thinking, you know, you know, a month ago, I thought, you know, you know, at, the, at this time, at, at the end of February, we'd be at like seven or eight point gap. But three points, it's amazing. And it's it's on. The title and it's is, deserved. Deserved. It is. 100 percent. Um, let's, you know. Because let's let's take a step back. Because um, I tweeted something where some people might think it's controversial, but I said, "Oh man, I'm gonna have to. I'm I'm not gonna quote myself, but I pretty much. Oh no, I said Harry Kane had a good game. I know a good game in a big game. That's in a the big game. Yes, <laughs> he wasn't feeling that yes. against the Norwiches and Burnleys. He actually had a great game against Man City. Um, shock, I know." But you know, it, I agree with you, a, it happened. We do have to give a shout out to Jay who points that out. So that's the reason why we're saying it. Because yeah. he always, we're like, Harry Kane scored. But he's just like, but against who? And now, <laughs> now he all of a sudden, he showed up against Man City, you know? But I had I had a gut feeling. I really did. And Tommy, I don't, um, it's, I guess, can I, can I brag for a second, Tommy? Yeah. For, just for a second. And yeah. I don't. I don't promote gambling or anything like that. That's I, I play a bit in, in pro line or betway and I put 50 bucks of that um, Spurs would beat city. 
and it and, and it hit. It was it was nuts. And here I am, here here I am at my at my in laws, um, watching the game with them, and I I celebrated the 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 Kane ninety uh, fifth or whatever winner in in what in a manner in which they said great goal, great game. It wasn't those like money. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> So, um, so I won't, I won't be doing that again. So I, did that kind of play a factor in my, in my tweet, Tommy Kippers? Possibly. 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 So, so take it at face value, but, um, yeah, honestly, um, but like we were talking a bit off air and you pointed out, uh, to me, Tommy, because I totally forgot, but what they, they come away, they, they beat, um, Man City away, they mm-hmm. beat them at the Etihad, and then what do they do today? They lost one nil at Burnley. Goodness gracious! Spurs are such a Jekyll and Hyde team this year. It's oh. incredible. They they put up some great performances against uh, here and there, but then they have so many unreliable. Because they had a great game against Leicester uh, a few weeks ago, uh, and then you know they lost. Um, and then they went up, followed that up with a loss at Chelsea. Not surprising. And they've lost four of their last five in the Premier League. But they put in a fantastic performance against um, against City. So, I mean, you never know what Spurs are going to show up. Um, their next game is away to Leeds. Um, you know, Leeds, we'll touch on them in a little bit, but Leeds are in free fall right now. So, Good. in theory, they should be able to get a win there. But... It's Spurs. There's no theories. All yeah. theories are out the window because you don't know what's going to happen. The, you know what? The only thing that sucks about Harry Kane having a good game is that if he does nothing for the rest of the season, someone will put him in the team of the year. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that will happen. <laughs> the one... Uh, the one performance, and like Jay pointed out, what's goal? That what's that goal number six and seven? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh goodness! You know what? Um, let's let's take one step back and look. Let me look quickly away from the top to Chelsea. Uh, and okay, Man uh, Man City, a uh, Manchester United in fourth place. Is that that's a bit of a surprise? What what do you think? I didn't realize that they were that far up. I thought yeah. Arsenal were up in there. Um, but then after that, if you look at the between fourth and eighth, it's um, seven points separate. So you got Man United, West Ham, Arsenal, Wolves, and then Spurs. You, you know what the thing is about Arsenal, man? They do it to me every single year. And I probably said this on, on different pods. But every year, I look at them and I'm just like, you're going to make top four, goodness. You're going to do it. And then they, they do this because at one point they were there. They were in fourth. I mean, yeah. cruising, not, not cruising, but with, you know, in good form, playing well. And all of a sudden they start dropping off again. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's really. Now, go ahead. The, go ahead. The, they, they have a lot. They have played a lot of games postponed. They have three Ooh. games in hand. They have three games in hand on Man United right. and West Ham. So that is a glimmer of hope for Booners is that they, you know, they, they have a chance to make that up. But they still have to win those games. So, I, I mean, they get those points. So, they're, I mean, they're definitely not out of it. I still think that they, I think that the fourth place will be between them and Man United. I think yeah. that West, I think West Ham and Wolves will 
sort of slip up a little bit. Um, I think Chelsea's a lot. Chelsea is a lock for the Champions. It's going to be. It's pretty much a lock for the Champions League. Uh, and then it'll be between. Yeah, it'll really be between Man United and Arsenal uh, for that fourth place. That means that means Arsenal has nine points available, right? Nine. Yeah, nine. Yeah. Which let's say they maximize that, they'll throw them up to fifty-one, and. If Chelsea lose the game in hand, ooh, Chelsea drops to fourth. But, but, but regardless, they can throw them into into fourth spot. Arsenal. Okay, yeah. you know what? You know, I didn't see the games played, so that that definitely plays a factor there. It also, could play a factor in in both United and West Ham and in front of them. So it could be a little deceiving a bit. And I think that this season, we're like the postponed games and that kind of stuff is throwing more of a wild card because we're seeing a more a larger variation in number of games played than we have seen yeah. in, in previous years and they're significant you're right significant like three games in hand is a big deal man yeah <laughs> you know i mean um yeah. and i mean they're in pretty decent form arsenal i mean they've won three of their last five um whilst if you look at i mean united are in better form united have won three of the last, uh, three wins two draws in their last five um, but West Ham are starting to hit a bit of a rocky patch. They've only got one in five. So I think that, I think, I think West Ham's starting to fade a little bit. I think so too. And their performance over the weekend against uh, Newcastle um, didn't really encourage much for me. I mean, can, well, we'll talk about Newcastle in, in a second, but yeah, um, West Ham's definitely definitely fading a bit, and I read you know I read a couple of, a couple of tweets too that they were saying like you know uh, Antonio's taking a bit of the heat you know what I mean he's not scoring you you see it though he's involved he just he just hasn't put it in the net you know so it's uh, I mean you depend on him for for everything for so long that like uh, it, it becomes you know tiring. And I think we need to put a bit of perspective too. I mean I think West Ham had overachieved based on the score. Yes. They have some good players, but. They are realistically, they, their squad is like seventh to tenth quality. Yeah, that's fair. So I think that they're probably going to slip a little bit towards where their squad depth realistically should be. Uh, should be. I think they have a good chance of still at least making Europe sixth or seventh. Um, Wolves are in good form coming up, but I don't know if they will. I don't know if they'll uh, press on. Spurs, who knows what they're going to do? Who they're knows? so unpredictable. They could Spurs could go get hot and finish fourth, or they could fade and finish eighth again. You know, the thing about Spurs is that I, I've grown to, to dislike them, and I mean, dislike them in a respectful way. I don't, you know, uh, nothing, nothing more than that. Um, but you know, so so I wish them no success at the end of the day, you know what I mean? <laughs> but two things, two things have, have really uh, um, softened my, my look, and just a bit though soften my, my 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 point of view song son is such a you can't you can't hate on son man yeah it's a great player I, I love watching him play and you see his off-field stuff that he does too it's fantastic it's good good dude and conte man conte having conte on the sideline man that guy's a character i i i rate him very high and, and for good reason you know most people will and i'm just like damn it why could you, why couldn't you just stick with Mourinho so I could dislike you, you know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so a couple of things there, but you're right. Absolutely. With whispers, goodness knows what, what's going to happen there. Um, but should we, you want to jump to, to relegation and, and, and speak Liverpool at the end? 
yeah, let's go down to the, we'll continue yeah. our conversation about um, battles. Uh, and we'll go down to the bottom because that's where it's really, really heating up. And if I'm looking at the table right now, I'm seeing seven teams that are in relegation trouble. So all the teams down from Brentford and 14th. So Brentford, Leeds, Everton, Newcastle, Burnley, Watford, and Norwich. Um, and some of the teams that are down at the bottom are hitting form. Newcastle in particular, I think Newcastle, they, they're just, it's just a matter of time before they steer, uh, steer clear. I think they'll probably end up somewhere up sort of up behind me behind Aston Villa 13th, 13th, 14th in that range. Um, so then, you know, you know, assumingly Newcastle uh, continue their continued decline that leaves us with Brentford, Leeds, Everton, Burnley, Watford, and Norwich. Um, one thing, can I just point out one thing about Newcastle? Talk about rotten luck. They go out and they get Trippier, and he had he now has a broken metatarsal that can put him out to the, they're saying eight weeks. Yeah. Eight weeks put you pretty close to the end of the season. Um fudge, that sucks, man. That really sucks. Yeah. And so in uh, my opinion, he, he hit the he hit the ground running, you know. I mean, good form oh, yeah. right away. Really, 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 yeah, and so I guess at the end of the day, you have uh, Chris Wood, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they got Chris Wood, but they have got other players as well. I mean, that are playing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Dan, no, Bur- sure. Dan Burns has been a good pickup yeah. for them. Um, you know, then they obviously they got uh, Sam Axman who's in good form. Uh, you know, uh, other guys they got. So it's, I mean, I think that I think they'll be fine. Um, just the form they picked up, and I think that they've got a. They got a more progressive manager now. They got, I mean, they went from, you know, four five one Steve Bruce, um, <laughs> super defensive to at least at least slightly adventurous manager and playing to the stre- better to the strengths of their team because they do have some decent attack even before the money they came in. They had some decent attacking players. They had, you know, guys like San Maximin, guys like um, uh, Fraser, guys like Almiron. Um, you know, they, you know, um, yeah. Almiron. Um, you know, the Callum Wilson, uh, and they've even Joe Linton's gotten, uh, is picked up yes. in because he's, he's, he's from uh, Eddie Howe's found a good place for uh, Joe Linton to play. So he, they, he's redeployed him, uh, in, in a way where he was more used to playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's really, I think we spoke about this on previous part, but it's really interesting how, um, you scout a player and get his positioning so wrong for a full year, you know what I mean? Or whatever. I think it was a year, no? Yeah. Uh, that, that he's been, he was at Newcastle and just get it so wrong. It's really interesting. Um, but you know what? At the end of the day, the way I still feel about Newcastle, it's, 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 it's a comment I told my, my friends this weekend when, when they played West Ham, is that I woke up thinking Newcastle can beat West Ham. And then I read that St. Maxwell was out injured and I said Newcastle cannot beat West Ham. You know, it's, it's simple as that. That's how much I still think that the the X factor, the, the one that's going to carry a team is still going to be St. Max. And, 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 you know, and again, you mentioned great players, but just from what I see, the, the eye test is called, I still yeah. think they're, it's really dependent on, on that man. Yeah, that is true. I mean, and, but they have addressed some of the weaknesses because defensively before the transfer window, they were bad. Yeah. Um, just, straight out bad if you look at the we talked about yeah they got some decent attacking players but defensively before that they had like fabian a a mediocre fabian Shar and a bunch of championship level players like paul demet kieran clark um you know jamal lewis um federico fernandez these are championship quality players um they've brought in 
you know, they, they've really addressed that. And that's, that's been a big difference because they're not conceding nearly as many stupid goals as they were before. Yeah. Yeah, no, good, good point. Um, you know what? Um, I see the bottom three, Burnley, Watford, Norwich. Couldn't care less. Whoever goes, I don't know. I don't know. Um, um, I, sure, Burnley Watford. started to find form. I actually yeah. think Burnley's going to stay up. Yeah, I think probably. that I think Everton's, you know, as much as it'd be hilarious if they went down, I think they'll be able to survive. I think the two teams that to keep an eye on um, are Brentford and Leeds. Uh, Brentford. Oh, have, okay. Wow. They're really if you think of Bre- Brentford are in terrible form. Brentford have yeah. won their, one in their have one point in their last six games. Um, they had a good, they had a really good start to the season. But they're really the reality of the Premier League is really, really starting to hit them. Yeah. Uh, Leeds have it on oh, number one, they've had injury crisis. Also, Bielsa Ball has just tired them out. And you could just look at they're just a tired team, they're a tired and worn down team. And I just think that they're going to continue to, to slide down. And they, they're, they're in trouble just because they're injured and tired. Yeah, no, we ex- you know what, that, that's spot on. But like last year, they're always hovering around um, breaking even with their with their goals against their the goal differential. There was always like zero or close to or something. I think last year they finished plus eight. I think on goals. Yeah. And look at this year, minus twenty seven. Well, and they well partially because they've been without some some of the yeah. main attacking threats like Bamford. Um, Phillips has been injured for Phillips, a while as well. Yeah. Um, you know, they they're some of their major goal scorers from last year have been unavailable for a long time. Mm-hmm. And they just can't keep up defensively. Um, they have some championship caliber and a couple of me- Premier League-ish caliber defenders, uh, but that's it. And they're really second season syndrome hitting them hard. Yeah. And no, what I've seen from the last couple of games, this is a team that's out of gas, and they still have eleven, ga- uh, thirteen games left to play. Oof. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be definitely interesting, Tommy. You pointed out. Look at that. From Burnley to to Brentford, that's four points, man. Yeah, four and points. Burnley have won two in a row. They've won. They've only lost one of their last five. They got. Um, they've started to, and they're a plucky team that will grind out the one, the nil nils, and the one nil wins, and the one one draws. Just enough. They are a team that is capable of scraping points. Well, if we if we look at their their differential, their goal differential, there. They don't score much, but they don't leak much either. You know what I yep. mean? Like 21-4, against a minus eight, which being in that position, if you look at people around them, that's actually pretty pretty solid. Yep. And again, if you look at games played, they still have – they got two games in hand on lead and three on Brentford. Brentford yep. played 26. They've only played 23. They played – them and Everton have played the fewest number of games in the bottom seven. Holy moly, donut shop. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a tough one there. Oh boy. Um, so if I'm going to go out on a limb and make a prediction of my team's going down, I'm going to say Norwich, Watford, uh, Brentford. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look at that. 14 losses for Brentford. Yeah. No, that that's fair. And correct me if I'm wrong, which I think I am. If Brentford, Watford and Norwich go down, no, who else got promoted? Watford was already. This is their second year in a row. No, no, they got promoted last year. Okay, so all three came up. All three go down. Yeah, which doesn't happen very often. No, yeah, there's always one that that survives. 
Interesting. I think, honestly, and, and, and this is ignoring the details, we'll call it sports washing. Um, I'm interested to see if Newcastle stays up, see what they do. And that, that's, I, I think my, the curiosity wants, wants me to know what kind of money they're going to inject into this team. And, and that'd be, that'd be quite, quite interesting. Um, but, but in the meantime, uh, yeah, they need to survive that. Um, but that battle at the bottom is, is heating up. And you know what? I must confess that I didn't think Aston Villa was that far down either. That kind of surprises me. They've hit a rough, they've hit a rough patch. Uh, yeah. Both the, both them and Leicester have really struggled recently. I know Leicester had a lot of injuries, but Villa have hit a rough patch. They've only got one win in five, um, including they've lost the last two. Um, yeah, they've hit a bit of a rough patch, but they, I think they're still good enough to. I, I think so too. Just to stay away from that. I think that, I think that they, I think that what will end up happening is that it'll be there'll be a gaggle between about tenth and fifteenth between sort of like Southampton, Palace, Leicester, Villa, Everton, and Newcastle. Yeah. Because they're still playing good football, eh? Like I watched, yeah. the, I watched their games, and she's like, "Yeah, no, you guys are still playing good football." Yeah, so. but if you look at their squad, you know, yeah, mm. I mean, yeah, they're they're about where you expect them to be, sort of mid table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they they're definitely built for for mid table. Um, <clears throat> Tommy, shall we head back to the top and talk about the the Liverpool Leeds game today? Yeah, absolutely. Let's 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 do that because. Holy shit, I, I expected Liverpool to win, but I didn't expect them to trash Leeds, to be to be honest. Um, but trash but, Leeds without with barely breaking a sweat. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is that's part of why I'm sort of worried about Leeds, is that just seeing that them how just defeated that team looked. Yeah. And how mentally tired they are. If you look at some of the goals, two of the penalty, both penalties were from silly mistakes. At least two of the goal, the, the goals from open play were silly mistakes. Yeah. I for sure thought that Mohamed Salah was going to have his hat trick. I thought for sure. Um, but you know what? Listen, um, Mo got the two goals. Mane got two goals. Um, so that's four. Who else am I missing here? Um, uh, the, our attack, our, the, the great attacking force known as Joel Matip got one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Virgil van Dijk got the other one ahead. Virgil of van Dijk and then yeah. 93rd. Uh, listen, man, I just, as Liverpool supporters, I, I must say there's, I'm feeling so positive right now, you know, seeing, seeing these results and, 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 and the squad depth now, you know what I mean? Like we don't, um, well, Jota's out, but it doesn't look long-term. There's a bit of rumors going around that he'll be ready for, for, for Chelsea over on the weekend. I'm not sure about that, but, um, you know, I, I just don't see any, any negatives right now. We, we have, uh, the, the only thing maybe I, I can say is that I would love to see Keita get more out and more, more playing time. You know what I mean? Like, um, I know it's hard to break into this, but it just, it worries me, Tommy, because even when fit, he's still not. I, he's still pretty low in the pecking order. I mean, I think that's a Lee being a little bit revisionist because he started on the weekend. Um, he's sure, still he, starting. I mean, it's a rotation thing, right? We got a lot. Liverpool have a lot of games. And yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. But if you notice, if you if you notice someone like um, okay, let, let's see this. Okay, if if you look when Keita has himself a bad game, you know what I mean. He's not starting the next game, guaranteed. Yeah, guaranteed. 
Um, don't know when again he's going to start. Um, but let's say, well, fuck, I'm sorry to bring him up. But when Henderson have a, has a bad game, he's immediately put back in. You know what I mean? It's it's things it's things like that that kind of worries me. That I'm just like, oh shit, you know, that how far down is he in the pecking order? Um, is he going to be here next year? Like, obviously, my mind goes goes on a stretch sometimes. But but that that's a small negative aspect of of how Liverpool's playing right now and how um you know our our players back from the Afcon and squad players are playing their part, which mm-hmm. makes me happy. It's a really good problem to have. I mean, I mean, Curtis Jones came in, started in the midfield, and he had a very good game today. Yep. Um, you know, KT played very well on the weekend. Um, you know, um, Thiago's playing well. Thiago's, uh, Thiago has played, had some good games. Fabinho's playing well. You know, Henderson has some good moments. Um, yep. It's a very good problem to have. Absolutely. I, I agree 100%. And can we isolate uh, Luis Diaz, who is fitting in like a glove? The only thing that's missing is a little goal and it'll come, it'll come, but I love the creativity. I love how direct he is and um, is his, his football IQ awareness. I, I think it's very, very good. And we definitely have a player on our hand. Oh yeah. And he's, he's got, he's got one goal in three games, which is, you know, yeah. it's, an, it's an okay start. And it's, and I think that he really, his style fits in the system and his, his enthusiasm fits the system. And I think that's what we needed. He's a player that is not afraid to run and press and do all that hard work. And he gets in the right positions. He's got a good football brain on his head. And yeah, once he, once the passing, he started, you notice sometimes some of his passing, some of the other players, their passing to him is a little bit off just because yeah, yeah. they're not quite used to, they, they don't, not quite used to where he's going to be yet. Exactly. And I think all of that kind of stuff, that takes a bit of time, but it's definitely, he's definitely on the right foot. Yeah, it's kind of like when Thiago came into the team and his teammates literally weren't expecting the 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 balls to get to him. You know, he tricked his own teammates as to like his passes. You know what I mean? Exactly. A couple of times I remember Zane, he did his, his no look passes and then his teammates like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, he yeah. came to me. How did you find me? <laughs> so, so that's uh, that's uh, that's great. But yeah, I love the creativity. And there's a couple of times I noticed that like because he's lanky, too. Right. It's like it's, he'll do a cut, and I'm just like, oh, he's lost it. Ball sudden one step, and he has it again. And I, like he he hasn't lost. It. I'm like, oh, well, I underestimated your your stride, buddy. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, it's 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 looking great. Um, it also helps the goal differential because now that puts uh, Liverpool at plus fifty, and with City, uh, with with plus forty six. Um, Tommy, if things keep up, I think the the big game to look out for is, is in April, right? Yeah. April. It's City against, yeah. And I don't remember if that's at Anfield or if that's at, um, at the no, Etihad, but... We're, we're away at the Etihad. We're away at the Etihad. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, luckily it's, you know, against Timor, we're not going to have to worry about a super ferocious away atmosphere. But... Um, yeah, that's a big game. And um, looking at let's let's look at the next couple of fixtures for Liverpool. Okay, so we had the League Cup uh, the final this weekend, so we'll skip that. Uh, but starting in March, we have Norwich. Uh, so at home, Norwich, West Ham at home, Inter at home, uh, 
and then we go to Brighton, go to Arsenal, and then finish off the month at um, at home for yeah at home at home at home against United yeah yeah exactly, um, which you know that's um, let's yeah, let's, so, put a, let's put a little bit of respect there and, and say that Arsenal Arsenal you know will give a challenge so the end of the month I think will be more of a challenge than the start of the month. But also, um, so yeah, what have we, so Premier League, so Norwich is FA Cup. So our Premier League games, I think you missed one because Premier League yeah. games, we have West Ham at home, yeah. Brighton away, Arsenal away, Man United at home. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Brighton, that's obviously the easiest of the games, but, you know, Brighton away is never, a, it's never a gimme. Um, I think we can, I think, I think there are winnable games, but it's not going to be easy. If you look at Man City's Premier League, Man City has three Premier League games um, in March. Man United at home, Crystal Palace away, Brighton at home. Yeah, um, this is like that one time when you want United to show up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. They, I mean, so we'll see. Yeah, no. It's no just I mean, City have shown to be fallible at home. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if Man United went and got something yeah. at, um, you know, Man United tend to show up at City more than they show up at Anfield. At the end of the day, um, United is still Man City's daddy. You know what I mean? We're still, the, they're, they're still the, the noisy neighbors. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we'll see how that plays out. But I think at the end of the day, like, like kind of paraphrasing what, what Klopp said earlier today, like they, they don't, they don't chase where Liverpool isn't chasing uh, Man City. They just, they just want to win the games, every game that they can. And that's exactly what, what, what the Reds need to do. Just yeah. don't worry about what's ahead. And if it ends up being more points than the other one, then Hey, then, then it's, it's definitely um, it's the, the, the goal was achieved. Right. But you take it one game at a time. And um, yeah, that's, I do not want to get ahead of myself whatsoever either. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to see it. A game at a time. Yeah. Uh, tell me, let's, let's talk. Can I talk a bit about Mohamed Salah? Some Mohamed Fal- yes. Salah facts. Because this guy keeps on breaking records here and there. Um, for example, as per Liam Becker on Twitter, he's a verified account, which appears to be a journalist. Um, <laughs> Mohamed Salah has broken Didier Drogba's Premier League record for the most goal contribution by an African player. So um, I think you remember earlier this year, he broke the record for the most goals, which was also DDA. Um, so Salah has 160 in total. So that's 116 uh, goals and 44 assists. Drogba 159 in total with 104 goals and 55 assists. He's also done this in 72 uh, fewer appearances in, in, in the EPL. That's yeah. huge. That's huge. And, I, and you know, I think we, we spoke about this before, Tommy, but I think we always thought, I okay, I can only speak for myself. I thought Drogba set all sorts of records. He was so prolific. You know what I mean? And, and, and it was like, a, you feared this guy. But, like, if you look at these numbers and, like, Salah has trashed it, you know what I mean? So it's really, it's really quite, quite, excuse me, quite impressive. I think one reason why we have that impression was because Drogba was a big game player. Drogba, if there was a big game, 
you could count on Drogba to, to be right uh, up there in the goal scoring. Right. He was he was like the the anti Harry Kane in that in that regard, where he was he would maybe be a bit anonymous in against the man teams, but he would step up and he would come up with the goods in the big games. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, but, but what I have another one. I have hold on, don't move. I have another one. <laughs> um. Oh, we'll we'll stick with with Drogba. Um. FYI, Sadio Mane has now also overtaken Drogba when it comes to the the goal tally. Uh. So at the end of the day, for the the top goal uh, scoring African players in the EPL history, one is Salah, two is Mane. Like, it's fantastic. <laughs> That's that's great. And um, last thing is just to point out, it's not, it's not a record, but just looking at uh, who's leading the tables with goals and assists with the most goals this year. Um, you're looking at Salah with 19, Jota uh, with 12, Mane with 11. So Liverpool currently own the top three. Um, is the, there must be a tie there somewhere there with Mane, but I'll double check that. And then the most assists so far this season, um, one, two, three, it's uh, Trent and Mo tied at 10, and then Robertson with nine. Like, it's just, just Liverpool. Just all, <laughs> all Liverpool. I mean, the, Salah's pass to, you know, assisted to Matip today was, was class as well, you know, found him perfectly. And what a chip that was by Matip. Like, good for you, man. Oh, that was a good finish. Well, yeah. That, you know what? That was... It was a good finish for a striker, a fantastic finish for a center yeah, back. Absolutely. I, I definitely, definitely agree. Um, and yeah, that's, that's all. I just wanted to throw those facts out there. Um, my good friend, Tommy. Um, one thing I have to, oh, I saw some fact too, but as I looked that up, I want to say that over the weekend, FC Nantes absolutely embarrassed PSG three to one. Three, two, one. Um, it's gonna be interesting if, if PSG really want to work for that uh, that Champions League title. You know what I mean? It's gonna be quite interesting because they only walked away with that um, that one nil victory versus um, versus Real in the Champions League, right? Yeah. So, well, we 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 shall see. We shall see. I mean, um, they're, they're, I mean, you know, in perspective though, they're still thirteen points clear at the top oh, yeah. of the league. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're definitely laughing out there. Uh, Tommy, the, the fact I saw was that uh, Fulham striker Mitrovic, Mitrovic, Mitrovic. Yeah. has broken the record with what? There's still, I believe, uh, 14 games left. May 14. Oh, yeah. damn. Of course, I, I'm. I missed the, the I didn't save the, the I didn't take a screenshot this time. But um, yeah, you know, a striker who really didn't, who didn't really hit the ground in, in the EPL is is doing well in uh, in the championship, and that's something you <laughs> pointed out. There's something you pointed out before, Tommy, that you know so, some strikers are just meant to be a level below, right? And and yeah. they do well there. He is a guy who will fill his boots in the championship and struggle in the Premier League. He is a one of those like top end championship but not came mm. not quite premier league quality the guy like timo puki is another example you know they're just they'll score a bunch of the championship but they just can't quite carry that over into the premier league you know who kind of reminds me a bit to 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 a certain extent was uh 
Remember uh, Beckford? Jermaine Beckford, yeah. Jermaine Beckford. Yeah, he scored a ton of goals for Leeds in League One in the Championship. And then he went to Everton and didn't do much. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's kind of in, in that uh, in that realm. Um, bu- bu- bum. That's, uh, you know, just today also was the, uh, the Champions League game. So um, Atletico Madrid did tie uh, Man United. Um, United kind of stole that that point or that goal. Not didn't steal it, but like de- definitely uh, Atletico was the better team. But hey, listen, um, sometimes Atletico doesn't, I don't know. They're, they're a weird team. They're a weird team. And they, um, they like killer instinct sometimes. Yeah. And it's been a problem for a couple of years now. They, I mean, they did okay last year, but they're sort of struggling a little bit. They, with that, uh, that lack of killer instinct. No, yeah, I I definitely agree, and there's there's just something there's something that's always missing from from that from that team, um, and yeah, the the other game that happened was surprisingly Benfica two Ajax two. I did not catch this game. I didn't even see the highlights yet. But I mean, Benfica at home actually the way goal doesn't matter. Um, no, uh, yeah, no but, goals. But okay, like maybe Benfica being at home having home, the whole oh, excuse me the stadium and and the fans. Yeah, maybe that played a factor there, um, but that that's, that seems interesting. It's going to be a very very interesting uh, second leg for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Ajax is a bit of a funny team because they they a, while, a few years ago they had all these young stars and a lot of them are gone now. But and they're now playing with guys that have sort of been around a little bit. Guys like Daly Blind, Sebastian Ale, um, uh, Dusan Tadic. Um, so it's a very different team from the Ajax team that went to the semifinals of the Champions League a few years ago, but they're still capable of getting those results. I mean, these guys are experienced players and they know how to score some goals. So, so, so I guess to a certain extent, it is an evenly, even, uh, um, even before the game, you know, on paper, they look pretty even Benfica and, and Ajax kind of thing. Right. So that's, that's kind of cool there. And um, Tommy, I think that's all I, that's all I have. That's all my notes. Anything you want to add um, any shout outs or anything like that? Because yeah, that that's, We've come to um, just looking at um, the, the Europa Leagues and the other European competitions are yeah. heating up. Um, uh, the, one of the big results I've sort of kept in notice was that uh, Rangers won their first like at yes. Borussia Dortmund 4-2. At um, Dortmund. Yeah. So they go back um, is the second leg at Ibrox. Um, so that'll be, but you know, Dortmund are bullish and they're a good team. So we'll see if, yeah. if Rangers can, uh, can hold on to that. Um, that um, yeah, there are uh, Europa League ties. Um, Sevilla, Atalanta look pretty good. Um, no major updates. Oh yeah, Sheriff Tiraspol. Um, they look like they're keep on rolling. They beat Braga two 0 in the first leg of their home uh, their home game. So, Wait. yeah. Um, one one thing. Yeah, speaking of other other leagues, um, watch Barca over the weekend. Um, you know they're they're they look they're sneaking into fourth. They they currently hold fourth spot. Um, as we said at the start of the year, their goal is to get into Champions League, take that money, and then make it to knockout stage and, and go and drop into the Europa. Um, Xavi Hernandez is making that happen right now. Um, they are on 42 points. Meanwhile, Real is uh, 15 points ahead of them with uh, 57. So also- go ahead. On the subject of La Liga, you know, it's a good uh, Seville is a good place to be. Uh, this, you know, Sevilla se- uh, second and Real Betis are third, so it's a good season yeah. for the teams from Seville. Yeah, yeah, that's that's super cool. I, I 
I, I'm enjoying that. Um, Real, uh, yeah. I'm no. To be honest, I'm surprised Real is up there that in that way. Um, you know, it's only six points ahead, but I didn't expect them to be. Um, you know, only losing twice and stuff. But uh, you know, some of the competition hasn't been the best because um, they look they look leggy versus versus uh, PSG and stuff. So hey, listen, that that might turn out to be a good thing for for Barca too, and uh, maybe Real will walk away with another with another title. Yeah, I think Real is going to be a pretty much a shoe in for uh, yeah. La Liga, but La Liga had a bit of a bit of a rocky spell as a league in general. If you look at yeah. the, a few years ago, uh, La Liga teams were dominating European competitions, yeah. uh, but they're starting to. I mean, as you know, some of the money is dried up. Um, you know, they have now the teams look Real and Barca both having to rely on some more older players that they can't keep up in Europe and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So. It's in a little bit of a rocky patch. I don't think I don't think it's going to last. I think that they'll, you know, it it happens. You know, leagues go through a little bit of a yeah. a rough spell, but I think that and I think they'll be back. But it's just interesting to see that you no know, La Liga's, you know, it's not not all is well in Spain in terms of soccer football right now. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. The one thing I'll also mention is I think Adamachar is doing well, doing well at Barca. Um, he's tormented the the D. He's he's really doing, but. But there's been a couple of times where that end product again, uh, he's found wanting, gets himself in those those good positions, and then does something ridiculous or mishits it. Um, but I think um, his physicality and his attributes, um, I think, play well into into La Liga so far. Yeah, I think I think you're I think he'll he'll do yeah well. But that's always the problem with Demetrio is that his end product's a bit iffy. Yeah, yeah um tommy i think we wrap it up i think so we, we yeah do, i don't know if anything, pretty... anything else to add yeah i think we're good we just wanted to talk some footy we got that out there excited happy about the 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 liverpool results and uh kippers i don't know that that's all that's all we got for tonight tommy always a uh, pleasure my all. Friend. always a pleasure all right kippers thanks for making this far and again i always uh my door is always open for anyone who wants to join our world-class podcast. (laughs) Anyway, have a good night, guys. Thank you so much.